0: From the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe, you're listening to Shark by Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to the newest episode of Shark by biz. I'm your glamorous host, David Strauss here. This is your place to learn how to grow business during global chaos. Today, for the very first time, we are going to have on, you won't believe this, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but we're going to have on a head of state. That means a president of a country, the president of a micronation right now. Here on Shark Bite Biz, and they're going to be telling us all about their capitalistic paradise that I'm sure you're going to love. First, though, please remember if you're watching us on YouTube, you can join the channel for only three dollars a month. You can become a baby shark, help this channel grow. If giving your money through big tech isn't your thing, and a lot of people that love today's guest probably are thinking that as well too, so help out our small business deadhousecoffee.com go there get the freshest coffee you can imagine delivered to your doorstep use code shark you get 20 percent off of your order and remember all the proceeds directly go to help with making this show the biggest and the best that it possibly can be now let's get back to today's show most of our viewers are probably struggling with concepts like hey how do i start a business or hey How do I grow my business? I mean, that's what this show, this whole channel, this vodcast is dedicated to. So let's think a little bit bigger here. (laughs) I mean, why not, right? How do you start a country? Okay, let's take a step back. There's a couple ways to do this. One of them is you have an army, okay? But even if you did have an army and you found a country that was vulnerable to the attack from your army, you would really need to try to take over a place that you're absolutely sure that allies of that country would not get involved, okay? In today's diplomatically treated world, that's nearly impossible. Today's guest probably had one of the most creative and innovative Solution, probably the easiest solution possible to be able to do this. And this is truly an amazing tale. I can't wait to you all hear the episode today. It's it's incredible. You're gonna love it. So, who is today's guest? None other than Mr. President Vit Yedlichka, the president of the Free Republic of Liverland. That just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Yet received a bachelor's degree in international relations. He gained his master's degree in political science. And on April 13th, 2015, he founded the self-declared libertarian country, the Free Republic of Liberland, and became its very first president. So hey, let me shut up and let's bring the prez right on in here. (laughs) Creative and innovation tips. Mr. President, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. And I've got to say this you are the very first head of state to become Sharkbait. It's a great pleasure, David. Oh, thank you. So, we have a tradition on this show. We ask every single guest over 110 episodes we've had now. Okay. Every single guest has to answer this one simple question Who are you? What's your experience? How the heck did you become the president of a micro-nation called Liberland?
1: I think since I was born, I really wanted to be helpful as much as I could, you know, bring something new, uh, come up with something that would really help the others. And, uh, you know, and my journey took me basically to this idea that the biggest problem on this planet is not, you know, some social issues. It's It is really... It's not some terrible environmental problem. I mean, the biggest problem that we are ch- challenging or that we are facing here is the, the, the way we govern ourselves, the way the states are structured. Mm-hmm. And you know, I read this book by Frederick Bastiat called The Law, which, which is something that I really recommend everybody to read. It's only 50 pages. It's just amazing.
0: Oh, uh, 50-page book? I'll get that done today.
1: yes you must you must and it's it is a great book which explains what exactly is wrong with our governments Mm -hmm. Uh, because of course you know the biggest
0: just to clarify there you're saying governments plural so you're not talking specifically united states because we have a lot of american listeners you're talking governments of the world correct exactly exactly
1: there is something fishy about you know the way that that we are running our governments there is a tremendous amount of of uh, destruction of of creativity destruction of prosperity happening on that particular level you know and 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 I really thought there there is a great space to improve on it and there has not been really much innovation since American revolution in the way we are running the nation states and by the way American revolution was a great upgrade to the whole mm-hmm. problem of governance but I think there is a time really when we are living up to this potential that we can do a next evolutionary step. And I think that evolutionary step is actually dividing the economy and the oh, state, yeah. which is you know just as important as dividing the religion and the state.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think, like you're saying, the American Revolution changed the way that people are governed globally i mean you have a lot of different styles but it's impacted almost every country in some way or form our you know revolution but since then there has not been an i, I guess you could say an evolution uh, you know involving the way that people are governed we're still set in this model that is you know I, 1776, I'm bad at math. How many years is it? Like 225-ish or whatever, Uh, 250-ish. I'm terrible at math and I'm in sales, if you can believe that. But it's been so long. It is time to take that next step, I think. And it doesn't mean that the United States itself has to evolve, but it's time for somebody out there to be that example, to be that innovative leader and move the bar forward towards that type of, of progress. And I think that's what you're doing in Liberland. Why don't you educate our audience, okay? Tell us, where is Liberland? Because I know everybody's thinking, Liberland, where the heck is that? You know, explain where you're located.
1: Liberland was the last remaining piece of, of free land or Terra nullius actually on this planet, we did a a big research over, or where, on where to start a new country. And, and you really want, don't want to do it on some other country's territory, because that always <laughs> starts... They're sort of upon conflict. that. No, no, not that Liberland <laughs> is completely conflictless in this regard, but we still have this great privilege that Liberland doesn't have any territorial contract claim. You know, we are not the, the the Liberland territory is not claimed by any other country, which is very right. helpful for the creation of country from scratch. That's what we did, right? There was nothing right. at the beginning, and there were four guys that came to Liberland, they declared the country, and then there were 700,000 people that applied for citizenship. So yeah, yeah. right now we do have a, a nice- Speaking of which,
0: I, I have but, to show this, I've uh, blocked off some sensitive information, but in full transparency, I am an e-permanent resident of Liberland. I have my green card right here. Excellent. (laughs) That's that's
1: great to have you on board. That's a, I would say, first step to become citizen of
0: Liberland. And, uh, the second is, step is uh, having you on the podcast, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
1: Great. Great first step. So, so you know, we, what we are trying to do is really to, to make a nice community of people and basically what are nations. They're just membership clubs, right? There's right. nothing more to it. No, there is only one element that they basically have a territory that they govern. And they're able to make deals with other countries. So that's mm-hmm. those are the defining factors of the country. But the nation is nothing but a group of people that affiliate or they uh, self-identify themselves as a nation. And uh, right. that's exactly what we did. And, and many people actually tried to start a country uh, last century and they failed because they had a lot of money, but they didn't have a nation. And I really wanted to build a, a whole country from from all its elements, uh, put it together, and follow the Montevideo criteria, which lay out very nicely what you need to do to get a country function.
0: Right, correct, correct. So let me just confirm that I'm understanding the story correctly. You and, you know, I guess you said it was a group of four people initially that laid claim to territory, but you scoured the world for unclaimed territory to where you were going to put down a flag and say, hey, we're going to, you know, start a country here. So you didn't have to do a declaration of independence or anything like that, correct? He did the proclamation of state, you
1: know, it's a okay. similar declaration like, like of independence. But uh, we are actually not declaring ourselves independent from anybody in, in the sense that we really just proclaimed a new state on this territory. And, and this is really helpful because, again, we are not separatists uh, like many other territories are. We, we are not, uh, you know, some, somehow a, a movement that would be diplomatically problematic because we don't really have a, a serious territorial conflict with anybody to start uh-huh. to start this new country. Plus, we've got a great advantage. You know, we're living in this world of crypto, world of blockchain, and we're very well integrated into oh, the yeah. world. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, yeah,
0: that's one of the, the hot topics so, I want to talk to you about. But first off, so um, where exactly, though, is it Situated. It's up there uh, towards Serbia, Croatia, in that area between the two, I believe. Very close to Hungary, uh, between Croatia and Serbia. It's a beautiful, sandy, semi
1: island with another small island next yeah. to it. Actually, it's two kilometer long, the, the island next to Liberland. It's yeah. not that small. It is seven square kilometers. So we are three times bigger than Monaco, which gives us a fairly nice territory to develop maybe big enough for 10, 200,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and we, we now have all these beautiful visions how Liberal can be developed as well because we are blessed to have like thirteen hundred architects that applied for citizenship as well.
0: Yeah, no, that that that's amazing. And again, to confirm you do not have Serbia, Croatia, Hungary, none of those countries. Are trying to kick you out of the island, right? You're pretty much left in peace there with your declaration, your proclamation. Well,
1: that, that's that's not you know that's not entirely correct in the sense okay. that you do have some issues with Croatia, but they are not claiming our territory, which is very important, you know. So okay. so we, we do occupy Liberland. We actually do have settlers there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we're still kind of prevented from bigger development right now. But on the other hand, it gives us also a time, a very important time to finish our constitution, Mm -hmm. uh, to basically prepare all the urban planning, get the, the investors lined up. Uh, Make sure that basically our security works, develop our international relations, get more recognitions for Liberland. There is enormous amount of work to be done in order to create country. And we are building these things now six years. And when these things come in place, I think a reasonable uh, debate with Croatia about basically respectful coexistence uh, will be
0: easy to reach. Right, right. Now that that all sounds amazing and i will say i have been as i was telling you before we started recording i've been a fan of liberland ever since i first heard about it and i will say one thing that i've noticed over the course of the past six plus years is that initially People would lump Liberland in with places like Sealand or other, I I guess I would call them imaginary um, countries that are more fictional. What I've seen in the media is now that Liberland is evolving from that to where it is getting the word micronation attached to it. And I think Liberland is really starting to gain credibility as an actual nation, because this stuff does not happen overnight. It takes years to start a country. I mean, it, it, what's your take on that? Vit?
1: Well, it does. You know, many people thought that it's a summer day, a summer holiday job. It's not actually. It does take a couple of years. For example, Israel took 50 years to form yeah. from this initial move or initial idea into a full international recognition. I, I really hope we can make it faster with Liberland. Right. Uh, in the full scope. And I think, actually think we are progressing faster than Israel did by far, by how now.
0: Many, how many countries officially recognize Liberland as of today? Are there any?
1: Well, we do have, we do have two full recognitions and I'm heading for the third one
0: actually. Awesome. So that's that's what you ride. need. It, it's no, a very it's... slow, slow traction. That's it right. is,
1: but but you know there there is there is two hundred countries to go. It is yeah, a yeah. process, and uh, in, in our conditions, it takes time. It takes a lot of effort to get the recognition. But uh, to be you know like also open with you, there is no other similar startup nation that would be created in similar way like Liberland did and already got international yeah. recognition. So I think we are on the right track. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. We just needs to, need to push harder and and you know get get maybe a couple more million people involved uh, in this endeavor and uh, and i think we are we are almost there
0: and that is exactly why i wanted you to come on to the show okay because this show the people that watch this show or listen to this show they're small business owners they're executives young executives directors managers people heavily in the world of business now when i started this vodcast or podcast however you want to look at it i promised them like hey look okay i'm not gonna do a political show social issues stuff like that unless there's a specific crossover for business we're not touching that there's other channels for that now this is still political but it's politics of a different type it's politics of of money of capitalism of freedoms, those types of things. And that's why I really felt that helping getting the word out of Liberland and people hearing from you as far as how it started up, how you've built this dream, and really what the Liberland Libertarian Constitution stands for, I, I think is a critical message to get out to audience like mine.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. And of course, the main reason why we started Liberland was to actually make entrepreneurs' life much easier and make yeah. sure that not only they don't have the burden of high taxes, but uh, that they actually can choose how much taxes they want to contribute to the society. Oh, they are I love that.
0: I love that. So well, let me ask you then. It's just been all over the news. I, maybe about a month ago now, it was about the global corporate minimum tax rate. Have you seen that? Yeah, all, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what's Liberland's take on that? Evil, I presume.
1: Well, it's it's not uh, what we are going to install for sure. That's what I'm doing. Yes. And that's what, what makes Liberland, so I would say, interesting jurisdiction because mm-hmm. this competition, you know, this kind of creation of more space mm-hmm. for, again, for entrepreneurs, for, for even opening up more space for countries which are not going to implement uh, this crazy 15% tax and there will yeah. be plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but imagine, you know, this this kind of um, huge monopoly of, of, of uh, uh, countries that are collecting taxes, that are trying to basically install this uh, this unified text to everybody imagine you know the, well, there it's is big tech
0: sorry yeah big tech is pushing for a lot of those regulations and the reason why is because they can afford to hit those very high metrics of those regulations and those tax fees small entrepreneurs small businesses people that are startups they can't afford that. That's big tax way of. I mean, it's crazy that we're in a but day and age where you have
1: anyway, right? You just need yeah. to have a right offshore structure, and they will be able to avoid there these percent But it it takes, you know, it takes money, it takes thinking, and it's not that cheap. Instead of paying taxes, you pay to tax advisors. Yeah. Uh, but but it's 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 a complete you know nonsense thinking that. And these corporations are going to pay those taxes. Now, they will always find a way to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the little business people, it will be difficult. They will have less and less places to go to in order not to pay a 15% corporate.
0: So let's jump in real quick. Um, I don't want to spend too long on this because I do want to get into the crypto and the blockchain stuff. But first, I, I think this will help set the the foundation for that discussion, the Liberland Libertarian Constitution. Can you give us high level what the Constitution provides and how this is different, how it's evolved since you know, like the American constitution as an example of the the benefits and the rights that people have out there in Liberland?
1: Well, I think, you know, we we really try to learn from history, from what has worked in the past. Uh, So there are three important elements. There is this uh, big part of American constitution, which does limit the state to only its basic functions, which Mm -hmm. unfortunately was forgotten in the United States to take care of security, justice, and diplomacy and leave the rest to the private sector right, right. Uh, so that, that is uh, right we say reiterated or the story is retold from the american constitution uh, mm-hmm. we actually go one step uh, one step higher in our ambitions we want to make sure that even these functions can be decentralized and can be privatized in liberland in future but right now our goal is to set up a strong centralized functioning functions for the state uh, so the justice might actually be Uberized. The police also might be Uberized in future. Uh, but right now we're just focusing on, on securing these basic elements from the from the state. And uh, mm-hmm. then there is this big element from Swiss democracy that people can veto any decisions by yes. the government. So
0: yes, I saw that. To- that was one of my big talking points. And uh, I'm going to find a way to get this image, if you don't mind, into the video, because... What I'm seeing here is that the legislative procedure, what I don't like in the United States, is that if you Mm. vote somebody in, that person has the ultimate right to decide for you, that's your representation. But let's just say you have a Republican, but you're Democrat, and majority of the people don't support it, but they're gonna vote upon party lines regardless, you're stuck. You have no recourse with the federal government with that. That's where I think Liberland fixes a huge, huge issue by giving the citizens power. Can you explain how this citizen veto works?
1: Well, it really just takes a couple, you know, right now the, the threshold is set at 5% of people that will initiate the referendum or not actually referendum. It's called mm-hmm. a public veto. So mm-hmm. whenever the government puts in some uh, new law, or actually, they can even get rid of old laws if there is enough support for it. They can get rid of wow. it, and I think it's it's kind of cool because the less laws you have in the society, yep. uh, the less problems you have. The less thieves. This is actually a, a old uh, oh, Chinese China. Chinese proverb. You're right. right as yeah. well. so, so is uh, that
0: limited to to, uh, Liberland? citizens themselves, or is that open to actual permanent residents or residents of, of Liberland?
1: No, it's actually it's actually mainly for the citizens, right? So mm-hmm. the residents, they, they have to like improve their status. We have to get to know them a little bit better, uh, and uh, then they can become citizens of Liberland. Uh, so we have mm-hmm. this 5,000 merit threshold, which I think is important, in order, you know, oh, like yeah. we really have a selective process for Liberlanders. And it's not just about filling up the form and then we have 700,000 citizens, but you have to make a second uh, step forward to do something for Liberal. be it on the PR level or
0: be it on your- Oh, so I get some merit points for this. I think you should actually. (laughs) I'll make sure I take that up with Peter, but- Anyways, yeah, no, that's great. Now, one of the the big things that you have gone, and again, this is how LiberLed is trying to evolve the way that countries run, is you are fully accepting Bitcoin and going with blockchain governance. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, we actually do have a big presentation right after we finish this this podcast, uh, there is a big internal presentation on the progress of our developers. And we have taken basically the best blockchain technology we could find, and we have put the whole constitution on top of it. So Mm -hmm. right now we will have not just a most libertarian constitution, but the whole thing will be also functioning on top of blockchain technology. So I'm I'm gonna, it's gonna be pretty exciting.
0: No, no, that, that sounds amazing. And I think, if you got the word out there more, and I'll do what I can to get this clip out there. But I think there's a lot of people that love Bitcoin. They're really big into crypto. And what was it like El Salvador? I think it was um, a month ago, everybody was like, oh, they're, you know, that's the best thing that's ever. It, and they got a lot of investment amazing. about that. I think Just it's something positive part. that can help Liverland. Of
1: course, it was a bunch of Liberlanders that convinced the president of El Salvador to, to accept Bitcoin. You know, uh,
0: like, That's you know, awesome. You know, so,
1: like, Liberlanders are everywhere right now. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely, definitely is. So August 13th in Liberland itself, I, I, I think you got something going on, some kind of festival. You want to tell us about yeah, that?
1: It's basically uh, a, every year we are growing bigger and bigger. Uh, there will be a festival in Liberland. There will be a, a very well-known uh, local bands as well as a bunch of famous Liberland bands. There will be a, a one-day conference with, with a lot of interesting speakers. <laughs> and the third day, it's most important, we are going to Liberland. So yeah. we're taking both ride and we are taking all the all the equipment with us and we will be celebrating on the beaches of Liberland or next to Liberland, depending on the security situation
0: there. Okay, okay. And then what about the... Okay, so another big thing that you have going on is that Liberland itself, and this goes back to the uh, libertarian type constitution that it's built off of, it is a free trade zone, correct?
1: So well, right next to Liberland, we actually managed to open up a free trade zone in Serbia. And that will be kind of an industrial zone for Liberland. And we are utilizing to limit all the free trade agreements that Serbia has. Mm-hmm. And also there is a fairly nice system of VA, no, no no VAT and no customs. So uh, uh, in, in, in No DMV, in, right?
0: No DMV?
1: V-A-T, value-added tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: know, I know that. But I was saying no DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. You don't have that, right? No, no, no. Oh, good. Thank God.
1: No, we don't have that. And by the way, we're about to start issuing the driving licenses. That will be also a lot of fun. So, oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, and we've got we've got a new new group of people that are taking on the issuance of licenses for cars, as well as a new group of researchers and uh, guys that are into insurance. So there are like there are many movements or different levels that I'm just trying to kind of overview or help to Mm -hmm. develop, uh, which are happening right now. But let, you know, just let me tell about this free trade zone. It's kind of We have a bunch of investors now coming from China, from United States, and they're using Mm -hmm. this free trade zone and and basically the, the infrastructure there to expand on their businesses and basically get rid of customs. Uh, in, in many ways. So that, that's kind of cool. And and to be honest with no, you, just today, awesome. I had to fill in like three agreements about customs and I couldn't believe, you know, how, what a headache it is here in Czech
0: Republic where I'm right wow. now. Wow. Wow. No, that's definitely, definitely great. Now, people can register their business in Liberland, correct? Yes,
1: yes. And then they can use the, uh, this infrastructure in the free zone or, or they can use For example, Liberland Market, Uh, there are more and more institutions that uh, not directly bank, but pseudo bank, especially through cryptocurrencies. So Mm -hmm. the whole ecosystem is developing and the more companies, there will be more e-residents, there will be the whole whole infrastructure will be more and more interesting for, for entrepreneurs.
0: So I am going to, by the end of the day today, I am going to be registering Shark by biz, this very podcast as a business in Liberland.
1: Excellent. That's excellent. That would be lovely to have you. And, uh, you know, and we will, we will surely also f- uh, release the, the business register, and, and I will be happy to have you also as a member of the Chamber of Commerce.
0: Oh, hey, that would be amazing. I'm also available if you need any ambassadors around Philadelphia, you know. Just raising my hand, I'm here. But uh, oh, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. yeah. Would, by what? the way, I'll definitely introduce you to our network of representatives in the United States, which is oh, fairly strong. And a lot of fun that'd be, be amazing. Around.
0: I'd love to have many of them on here because they're all entrepreneurs. They're the type of people that love this podcast and that would, you know, they love to consume it. But they're also amazing guests to be on the podcast to talk about their business experience. So the, the last thing I want to get to is you're doing a virtual Liberland and architectural competition. Can you tell us about what's all going on? I know you said that there's a lot of architects that are you know citizens in Liberland. Tell us what you're doing. Well, Zaha
1: Hadid and, and basically Daniela uh, are, are the two partners for this Mm-hmm. It's an, an, a project uh, also in collaboration with some top leading virtual reality companies, and we're we're building whole Liberland uh, and urban design the whole Liberland in, in the, I would say, most advanced virtual reality that will be directly connected to our blockchain, which yeah. I think is going to be pretty cool because you will be able basically to select your plot, Yeah. We'll be designing it, then place your building there and, and see how it fits to the local architecture Uh, So I think it's a great way for urban planning uh, to develop stuff, but it's also a great way basically to expand the whole Liberland. We'll be able to host up to 800 people simultaneously Mm -hmm. now, and I hope that number will expand as well. So Liberland will also be living in virtual space as well as in the physical space.
0: No, that's great. And I think that too many countries, they're, they're too afraid, I think, to live in the virtual space, like you're saying, because they're just too, I I guess you could say like old school with their mentality that's dated. And, you know, it's just weird. They're not thinking, how do you make things better? How do you push things forward? How do you push technology forward? How do you push business further? You know, their mindset is, Well, how do we make it harder? How do we put more laws? How do we put more taxes? How do we how do we get more out of this, but in the wrong direction, I think. So that's my take.
1: Well, of course, you know, and I think it's inevitable, basically. And I'm I'm very aware that this danger is also in labor but I hope that since the Senate will be able to veto the the new laws, the the veto, public veto will be able to get rid of new laws, as well as the constitutional court. We've got so many institutions that can get rid of bad regulations that I hope that that you know but, that very little of, of the new laws will actually pass.
0: That, yeah, that's good. That's good. Because you, you know, like the least amount of laws there are, I think the better it is for business. There's got to be some basic things, you know, like maybe making murder illegal or something like that is a good thing. But I think you'll find very few people, unless they are active murderers, that would be against making, you know, murder illegal. But that that's one of the, the, the few things. I mean, as far as business goes, I think less is more. Now, of that's course. where my question is for you. You have so many different people that can veto a potential new law between the court for constitutionality, the people, the Senate, president, all those steps. Isn't that a risk to where it is actually too hard to get a law passed that is actually needed? I think that
1: actually it's a great, uh way to make sure that the laws that are going to be proposed are actually laws that will pass, right? Okay. uh, They will actually limit the way that the people in Congress will be putting these regulations together and they will put it in the way that that nobody really does have a problem with it. But, uh, you know, but but again, uh, it is, Not just that I think it's important to have little laws, but it's also important to have those laws enforceable. And right now with the society we are living in, you know, it's getting more and more crazy. There are so many regulations that's even impossible not to to fulfill them, but even impossible to enforce them. Right. Like, I mean, so many things that people, uh, you know, if they followed, they would go completely crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, So. But, but in Liberland, what, what we want to do is, is to make those little ro- roles, r- rules that we are putting together easily enforceable. And that's another, I think, very important step forward because we're putting mm-hmm. the whole justice system on blockchain and we are using some very smart protocols called ULEX yeah. uh, for dispute resolution. So if you have a problem in Liberland, you know, be sure that that will be resolved not in five years like here in Czech Republic or more, yeah but it's going to actually take a couple of weeks and you have a fair resolution of your dispute with somebody that potentially yeah. you know, stole your money or, or broke right. your car or whatever.
0: No, that, that is really awesome. I love that. And it's a very technology forward methodology that I think, I think you're doing. And I like what you said when, when you said, well, it's set up in a way so that when we do propose a law, that it's a meaningful law that then should pass because it makes sense. And, you know, I I think it was, it wasn't this past term. I think it was maybe one or two Supreme Court of the United States terms ago. I forget which justice, I think it may have been Justice uh Gorsuch, who said that um, I, I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me. But one of them definitely said, the laws in this country are so crazy that on any given day somebody has done something illegal and could technically be arrested. I mean, and I think you don't want a country to get to that. That is not freedom, in my opinion.
1: Definitely not. And we are far, far behind that point. Like, just consider, you know, with all these now COVID regulations, especially how basically people have been forced to lie to cheat just to survive, because Mm -hmm. again, the rules and regulations are completely against the survival. Mm. So, you know, I think, I think, of course, it's a, it's a big challenge that we're putting up against. And of course, there is this. I would say, strong drive for the global government, with yeah. at least fifteen percent corporate stakes. But I think this is exactly what we need to do. It, instead of fighting the existing systems, it's much better to start building from scratch and be a good example for other countries, you know? And oh yeah. That, 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 I, mean, I would say this is like the main idea that we put so much energy into fighting stuff instead of putting the energy into building stuff. And that was a big right. life danger for me.
0: Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. So let's end with the uh, last couple easy questions. How can somebody become involved with Liberland? How can they become a resident? Uh, how can they become a citizen? Where can they get more info? Well, it's liberland.org.
1: It just takes like five minutes or maybe 10 maximum to uh, sign up. And then you, when you become e-resident, you, you usually get contacted by, by our personal who helps you to basically find the best place for you in, in our newly created country. So, uh And of course the best place where you can physically meet us is in Liberland on 12th of August. That will be a lot of fun there and, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to see hundreds of new faces uh, with amazing skill sets uh, to sh- show off their creativity
0: over there. Ah, that'll be awesome, Mr. President. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. This has been this has been awesome. I've had fun. Did you? Hopefully, yes, maybe. Thank you very
1: much, David. <laughs> it was a great pleasure meeting
0: you. And
1: and I hope you will be able to, to stop by one day in the future as well.
0: Oh, Liberland, it is on my bucket list for travel. I will 100% get there eventually. But, um, you know, I love everything you're doing. Keep doing it, and I'll support you guys any way I can. Thank you again, Vet. Thank you very much, Steven. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Wow. Just wow. That's all I can say. Absolutely amazing. Hey, starting your own country will take your entrepreneurship. To a whole new level. I mean, the sky's the limit when you start creating countries instead of businesses. First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. And if you really want to help us out, because you know that Sharkbite Biz is the greatest kept secret out there in the world of business, do us a favor. Share us out to your network, share us to your friends. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever it is that you go, share us to them, please. I would love to see nothing more than shark bite biz and liver land out there treading. Now, let's get back to our rock star president, okay? Look, starting a country takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of formalities, proclamations. It takes a while for people to take you serious. I mean, there's a ton of different countries um that have declared that they are independent or whatever like i think i brought up eland land during the interview and a lot of them are kind of just disputed or you know they're not really looking serious upon by other countries and i think part of that is the ability to really just stay dedicated and stay you know scale like c-land i mean what is that that's uh a platform in the middle of the ocean. That's not going to realistically scale to be an independent nation. And that, my friends, is where Liberland is different. It's taken them over five years to get where they're at today, but they have two countries that formally accept them as an independent nation, okay? That's amazing. And as the president said, they're about to get a third country that they're going to be hopefully announcing very soon. You know, given another 20 years, probably half or more than half of the world will recognize them. These things take time, credibility, countries that take you serious. You know how diplomacy is. It's a long, flow process. You're talking years, probably more likely decades until Liberland is a full-blown country. But I am certain with all the hard work That all those Liberlanders out there, like myself, spreading the word, doing what we can, like our president's doing. And I just met a good group of people here in Philadelphia with me that, you know, they're out there spreading the word. And it's only going to be a matter of time before Liberland is full-blown, you know, I guess you could say a full-blown nation, okay? It just really doesn't happen overnight. And I think people need to realize that. They are building a nation off us, you know, out of scratch, realistically. So, normally on this show, we talk about starting a business. Now we're talking about starting a country, a country in many ways, kind of just like a large business. I mean, realistically, Microsoft has more employees than some island nations do. I mean, think about that. They have more laws and regulations internally at Microsoft than some of these other island nations do. And that's where I really loved what President Vitt had to say about this. His discussion with me about evolving democracy really just blew my mind. I mean, in my head, I I was thinking democracy 2.0, you know, going from the founding of the United States with our revolution and our declaration of independence and our constitution. A lot of countries have used that as a template and have built off that around the globe, you know, for the last 200 and some years. I'm bad with math. Sorry, guys. Um, but whatever it is, I mean, a lot of countries have tweaked it. They made it fit them, and that's fine. Localization is important, I think. But what Vit is talking about is evolving that even further, taking it to a new Level And it's really that next step in what would be a free society's government. Liberland is pushing that idea. They're innovating that thought. They are working relentlessly to make their dream of a free country a reality. And it's really pretty gnarly how he was talking about the free trade zones that they already have declared. I mean, Wow. Free trade zones. You can register a business there. I registered Shark Bite Biz the very day that we did that interview. In fact, before the interview finished, I was kind of filling it out during the interview, which is a big no-no for me. I don't like to be distracted at all. But like everything else at Liberland, I mean, it is pretty easy. It's a simple form, you know, and that's what government should be because oftentimes government is one of the biggest. Hindrances on growing a small business. Now, if you're in big business, you know, again, Microsoft, Google, big tech, you know, the large oil companies, large um, defense contractors, stuff like that. Oh, don't worry about the government being a hindrance to you. They're actually enabling you and they're protecting your spot at the top. I mean, look, we just went through and we are still at the, hopefully, the tail end of the biggest transfer in wealth in the history of the world. This is insane. So, you know, they're making these standards and regulations that really hit these mom-and-pop shops, these small businesses, so hard. But, you know, like Vic essentially was saying, every nation does need laws. But laws that make sense, and the way that the Liberland Constitution is set up, is such a unique way to where the people have the right to veto any proposed law. I mean, yeah, in California, the state of California. First off, in the United States, we can't do that federally. But we can do it uh, in certain states. Like California lived there. You know, Wado lived there. You know, I lived in Mexico and Tijuana. And then I did live in San Diego, Sacramento, and L.A. for a couple years, too. But... <clears throat> Out there, you, you could do the, um. oh, I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but you, you can repeal a law through a vote. And it's a very high standard to hit. I mean, you've got to get so many signatures and then you have to get it on the ballot. And it is a very tough process. In fact, California is going through a um, recall right now on their, on their governor. I mean, it, it's something that Californians have loved and have used many times on many different laws and, and governors. That's how we got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the governor of California previously, because Greg Davis was kicked out of office through a recall vote. And, you know, having that built, though, in a way to where you don't have to jump through hoops to repeal a law, and so that there is a constitutionally protected way citizens to prevent a law that shouldn't exist from actually existing is pretty awesome that is creativity that is the evolution of democracy and also capitalism because i do think the two kind of go hand in hand so you know like we were essentially saying during the interview less is more definitely at least in my opinion And we've had so many business owners on this very show essentially saying the same thing, you know, that the government wasn't there to help them out, but they bailed out these big multinational organizations, that the government's making it harder for them to operate, things like that, you know? Government should not be a hindrance to people. And that's where Liberland and their dream is different. And that's why I support them. I support President Vitt and we're going to make it happen okay so question of the day what do you think about the micro nation of liberland and that whole idea good bad fantasy what do you think to me it's pretty real so leave a comment on youtube you want to be on the show if so shoot an, inter- uh, an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. please don't forget to join the channel you could become a baby shark for only three dollars a month on youtube or if you want to help us out through our coffee brand, head on over to DeadHouseCoffee.com. Use code SHARK. You will get 20% off of your order and all the proceeds. Help us build the biggest and best show we possibly can. Y'all know this by now, but I'm David Strasser. This is Sharkbite Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers.